man ducked into a confession booth with a turkey in his hands. Uh, his name was Brian. He said, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I stole this turkey to feed my family. Would you take it and settle my guilt? So he offered it to the priest. Certainly not, said the priest. As penance, you must return it to the one from whom you stole it. I tried, Brian sobbed, but he refused. Oh, Father, what should I do? If what you say is true, the father replied, then it's all right for you to keep your family. Thanking the priest, Brian hurried off. When confession was over, the priest returned to his residence, and when he walked into the kitchen, he found that someone had stolen his turkey. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Genesis means beginnings. Most of us know that. Chapter 1 tells of the initial creation. Chapter 2, uh, God rests and then creates Adam and Eve. Chapter 3 is about the fall when sin and death entered the world. Chapter 4 tells us, <coughs> excuse me, of Cain, Abel, and Seth. And chapter 5 is the generations from Adam to Noah, which George read. Why here? Well, how long does it take to study through the Bible? Anybody know? Not just read it, but study it. You can read it in a year. You can read it in a month if you really want to. But that's a lot of reading. How long does it take? A lifetime. a lifetime. Well, each time I go through, it takes me about five years. And it's been a while since I've done that. So with our home group, I've decided, you know what? We're, we're just going to do that with the home group. We're going to take five years and go all the way through the Bible. Um. And I think they're enjoying it. I don't know for sure, but nobody's left permanently yet. So uh, that's a good thing. It's easier these days because as I progress through the Bible, I, I talking to others, I can listen to pastors and professors and teachers on YouTube and, and all that. And that's very helpful. Um, but the more I come across it, I came to the realization that people know the basics, but they're confused about some of the details. So I want to answer the questions today that I've most been asked about things that come up in these first five chapters. And it's, it's, um, it's hard. Um, because there are Christians out there, pastors out there, scholars out there who seem to want to prefer science over God's word and faulty science at, at that. You can look at all the science they prevent about evolution and all that uh, and it really doesn't work out, especially with new discoveries in DNA and things like that. <coughs> Um, and it's always the same kind of question. So let's get some basics down. In the beginning, which is time, that's when time started. God invented time. 
the word God there is Elohim, which is a plural word. It indicates more than one. I find that interesting. All the way back in Genesis, we have our first mention of the Trinity. Uh, God created the heavens, which is space, and the earth, which is basically matter, and all the other matter that's out there. Well, anybody can make stuff, right? Problem is, the Hebrew word bara is the word used for create, and bara means creating something out of nothing. So I can go build a school for $100 million, but I'm not building it out of nothing. It's material that I have to grab and take and use that's already here. One question that always comes up is, all right, when were the angels created? Uh, we don't know for sure. But in Job 38, 7, 4 through 7, God's talking to Job and he says, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know, kind of making fun of him. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set and who laid the cornerstone? All while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. So sometime before the earth, the angels came along. Maybe the fall happened uh, of Satan during that time. We don't know for sure. So, days of creation. Day one, light. You know, there's no mention of God creating darkness. I guess darkness was already there. The Hebrew word is or, and it means a diffused light. Not like we have in the vestibule right now. Um, that was day one. Day two, God said, let there be an expanse, and that's just a space. In the midst of the waters, and let it separate waters from waters, and God made the expanse and separated those, and it was so, God called the expanse heaven or sky. Evening, morning, second day, third day, consolidation of the waters and the land and vegetation, third day. Uh, fourth day, God said, let there be lights in the expanse, and we got the stars and all that. Morning and evening, fourth day. Verses 20 to 23, we have the creation of creatures in the sea and the air, and it was evening, morning, and the fifth day. Sixth day, God said, let the earth bring forth creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. Now, what is a kind? Scientifically, groups of living organisms belonging to the same created kind if they are descended from the same gene pool. This is not, you know, you can have a new species come out of kind, but you don't have new kinds on the earth. I mean, think about it. 
wolves to a dachshund. Um, they all belong to the dog kind. One thing we need to remember when we're talking about things like this, with DNA, information is lost or conserved. There's nothing gained in DNA. We have children they have different properties than we do. What is it? The chances of having two children the same except for identical twins is 2,400 no, 2,647 to the 2,000th power. I mean, you got 100, you got 180 million of the little guys going after one egg. The possibilities are endless. And it's the same with dogs. It's the same with the lowest form of animal, the cat. Sorry, sorry. Some of you may like cats. And, and, and I still love you very much. Don't, don't take that wrong. My wife likes cats. You know, you think about it. Male and female dog have puppies. The puppies are not exact copies of the parents. They're different. And then those puppies have puppies. Those are all different. And it just goes on. It's the same with human beings. We look back at verse 26. It says, God said, let us make man and have him dominion, uh, which means rule or dominate over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. But note, there's one category of creatures that's missing. He created the beasts earlier as well. So what are the beasts? We're going to come to that. God said everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. So let's understand that God made something perfect for us in the beginning. Question I get about this, going through these, what's a day? Really, what's a day? I've had people say, it's a thousand years. First Peter 3.8, they, they, they quote it to me, it says that the Lord one day is as a thousand years. Okay, read on. And it says a thousand years is as one day. So you got nothing there. And a thousand years isn't going to help you if there's only six days and you believe in this 14 billion year stuff. So what's a day? The Hebrew word is yom. 
It's used 231 times in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And it means day. Just like a day means to us. It's, it's 24 hours, past or present. Back in my father's day, it took one day to go over the grapevine from San Fernando Valley to Bakersfield. Or it could mean a future event, the coming of the day of the Lord. <coughs> but every time it's mentioned with the number of explanation, it goes back and it means a 24-hour day. I say this because there's that trend within certain scholars uh, to try to make day mean billions and billions of years. And they want to hold to that, but only in Genesis 1. Because they want to follow the supposed science. They do this maybe because they want to make a name for themselves. I believe the Bible. A hundred percent. As it's written. So I can't possibly go with the idea that a day is actually a billion years. Doesn't work for me. Next question comes up. How come the Bible doesn't mention dinosaurs? Have you ever thought about that? Well, what would you call them if you didn't have the word dinosaur? You know? Because the word didn't exist until 1841. So the Hebrews didn't have that word. But there were beasts. And what does beast mean? Big animals, dangerous animals, terrible animals. We included everything on land under beast previously, except livestock and creeping things. And if you're like my wife, you would have prayed strongly that God did not make creepy things. But think about this. Isaiah 36 gives us his hint. He says, through the land of trouble and anguish, from where come the lioness and the lion, the adder and the flying fiery beast. Hmm. Allegory? I don't think so. Also think about the fact that the word uses Leviathan, which means dragon. So what kind of creature most resembles The dinosaurs? A dragon? And it may be hard to believe, but every culture, every culture on earth, even the aboriginal people in Australia who are supposedly separated, every culture has a history showing dragons. Did they make it up? Did the Chinese people who had no contact with the people in Australia or the people in Africa, did they make up the idea of dragons all at one time? And God said, let them think of dragons. No. 
There were some huge beasts back then. Best name they had was dragon. And if you want to discuss some of this stuff I'm saying, because I know that some of this can ruffle feathers a little bit, talk to me after the service. Be happy to chat with you. Chapter 2, Adam and Eve. Heavens were finished. God blessed the seventh day, made it holy. This is where we get a week. You know, we had uh, seasons. We had days. Now we have a week. In chapter 2, we have verses 4 through 7 that are kind of a recap, except that in verses 8 and 9, it's about the tree, the special tree, God put in Eden. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Lord took the man and put him in the garden to work and keep it. Lord commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat of it, you will die. You will surely die. So the question comes up, how come they didn't die when they ate the fruit? Well, because a Hebrew is very distinct in the way it's put. I don't know why the Bibles don't translate it, but you can look it up on the internet, lots of places. The phrase actually means dying, you will die. In other words, you're going to start the dying process and eventually you're going to die. So somebody asks you that question, you have the answer. And then Eve showed up. Cause of all Adam's problems, right? I'm just joking. Verse 21, God caused a deep sleep. Took one of Adam's ribs, formed a woman. Man said, "Uh, boy, she's hot. Um... This is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of man. And so Eve comes along and then the next thing we have is the fall. Now the serpent was a serpent, which is actually can be translated dragon. Uh, And in various cultures, the same word is translated dragon. Was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of the tree of the garden? The woman said, We can eat of anything we want. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that's in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it. Did God say that? No. She came up with it. That was her idea. First lie in the Bible. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Once again, dying, you will die. But the serpent said, you know, that ain't going to happen. Second lie in the Bible. So she gave the fruit to Adam. Adam eats and they get caught. God comes looking for them. Man, they hide. They don't want God to know what they've done. And... um, What happened? Lord told them, you're going to have some problems. 
You're not going to be in Eden anymore. And verse 21 says, And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Where do we get skins? From animals. What has to happen to an animal before you skin it? You have to kill it? Huh. First mention of death. Death came because Adam sinned. There was no death before Adam sinned. Nothing God made had died until Adam and Eve sinned. Paul makes it very clear in Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam. Death started with Adam. How can you have a long-term evolutionary thing with things changing and all that without death? Something's going to die in that process. The Bible says it didn't happen. Then we move on to Cain and Abel. They had two children right off the bat. Get kicked out of Eden. Have two kids. We know that Cain... Uh, kills Abel out of jealousy because God favored Abel's sacrifices. In verse 17, we find that Cain has a wife. Where did his wife come from? Anybody know? His sister. Think about it. Adam and Eve. The verse that George led us through said Adam had these had Seth. And then they had other children. Now, if you lived 800 years, you'd probably have a lot of kids. Ladies, you might be tired after a while, but that's a lot of kids that people can have in 800 years. I heard one person express it this way, if I can get it right. For every 10 years you live today, it's like the hundred years that they lived. And so when you're in your 90s today, it's like you're in that 900 year, you would have been right in that 900 year range back then. So let's figure children being born till 400 years old. Man, that's a lot of kids. Why did a marriage work when you married close family back then and not today? Well, the Bible says, and we read it earlier, God looked at everything he made and it was very good. And so their DNA was perfect. Different between man and woman, but Adam and Eve's DNA was perfect. Why do we not marry close relatives today? Because all the imperfections that have passed down, you know, two people, brother and sister marrying each other, well, all the negative stuff gets passed on. So that's why we have that prohibition against it. 
But back then, they didn't. Remember what I said earlier about DNA. Information is lost or conserved, but it's never gained. People didn't get better and better and better as time went on. They either remained the same or they lost something. Think of a dog. If you take it, and, and people aren't dogs. I'm not saying people are dogs. Ian, I'm not saying people are dogs. <laughs> Think about dogs. When they breed them, within a few years, they can breed a Dalmatian into a little tiny dog if they want to by selective breeding. That's how it works. Now we get to my favorite part. And Adam knew his wife again. She bore a son and called his name Seth, for she said, God has appointed for me another offspring. So Seth was born. To Seth, the son was born. He called his name Enosh. And then Adam's descendants to Noah. Do we have that slide? There we go. Okay, Adam, born year after creation zero, year died 930. Let's go down to Lamech, down there just above Noah. He was born after creation 874 years. Man, Adam and Lamech were buddies. Think about that. That's a long stretch, isn't it? Adam lived to 9.30. Lamech was born in 8.74. That's quite a jump. But that chart gives you all their names and the year they fathered, alive years after fathering, total years alive, and year died after creation. I like that chart. I can draw lines all over it and connect people in the Bible and, and all that kind of stuff. Why is it so important? Because that is the exact lineage of Jesus Christ. If you look at Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 3 gives us the lineage of every person from Jesus all the way back to Adam. Anytime you look in the Old Testament and you see numbers associated with people, or the reign of kings, those people are all mentioned as part of Jesus' uh, genealogy. And that's interesting because there's other things. We look at the Cain. We could have looked at Cain a few, few minutes ago. But you look at Cain, and they give a short, brief thing of his lineage. No years. No time frames. But Cain's not part of Jesus Christ's genealogy. So what was the world's population at the time of Noah? 4,678,342,603. You believe that? I don't. It's just a number I made up. Some people believe the population is, was relatively low, about 750,000. Bible says that people were really corrupt. 
They were really um, evil. Um, it's hard to imagine having a whole lot of people with that kind of stuff going on. Others believe the Earth's population was much higher, considering that people were procreating about 20 times more than today and then living very, very long lives. We don't know for sure. There have been people who have estimated three to four billion people. <clears throat> but those are mathematicians, and I was never good at math, so I can't follow it all the way. But that's what they think. What I do like is this chart. And you notice that I have the name meanings all blacked out. Reason for that is, this is one of the reasons I really trust the Bible. Moses wrote this 2,000 and some years after creation. Anybody ever see the movie Roots way back when? Following the life of Kunta Kinde? Part of that movie is this guy just rattling off name after name after name after name through the generations. That's the way they did things back then. They were 100% accurate because they listened to them their whole lives. And if somebody made a mistake, the whole crowd would go, wait a minute, Fred was there, not George. And people will go, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I'm, I'm sorry I made a mistake. I'll correct it. And so everybody learned their lineage. But you can't make this up. Because if we look at the meanings of the names, can you do that for me? And read that top to bottom as a sentence. Isn't that amazing? How many of you knew that? To me, that is just the coolest thing. That God would put that message in that lineage of Jesus Christ 4,000 years before he was born. Jennifer, I can send that to you. And D, you've got a copy of it somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Man appointed moral sorrow. I'll throw a few words here in here. But the blessed God shall come down teaching his death shall bring the despairing comfort and rest. That's amazing. So, things like this, I believe the Bible. Looking at what God actually said and looking at the translations of the words and all that, I believe the Bible. I don't believe we're 14 billion years old. But people do that kind of thing to detract from the fact that God is in control. God is who he said he was and God can do anything he wants to do. And I'm amazed. So 
That's all I've got from here today. Um, I don't, what did I do? Oh, here it is. My instructions. If you have any questions about any of this stuff, like I said, I'll be happy to talk to you about it. I can give you uh, links. Um, let me just talk about a couple real quick. They test the ice in Antarctica. And they go down and they check the carbon content, carbon dioxide content of the ice, you know, a mile or two down. And they pull it up and they check it and they go, oh, this ice is 18,000 years old. They go a mile away and do the same thing and they go, oh, this ice is only 1,000 years old. Hmm. Let's take the longest one because that proves our point. And they actually do that kind of stuff. And you can actually research it on the internet. Um, so I believe the Bible. So uh, let's just pray real quick. Father God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that works within us, that opens our eyes, that gives us strength gives us joy and peace. Um, these things we've talked about today are important. Ask, Lord, that you would help us to remember them and understand them as we move along in life. In Jesus' name, amen.